What's up, everybody? It is the No Notes podcast, as it is known currently, since, mm. you know, still going through the rebranding. Hopefully, guys, hopefully, it'll be next next week. That is our goal. This is what happens when next Matt, Matt does the intro. He keeps saying no notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think, the second well, that, time. That's what it is. That that's like what it is. Yeah, yeah, that like physically yeah. hurt Charles when you it said is. that, too. It is. It, it's the No Notes podcast until the rebranding is done. You're, no, I mean, I can't anyways. argue that. I just called it TBD, but I can't argue that either. Yeah. Anyways, after I was really interrupted in my intro, um, today we have a great, great episode. We're going to talk about two of our teams in MLB played this week, the Diamondbacks and Cardinals. And let's just say Sam Cookie might have been crying all the way home, if you know what I'm saying. And then we're going to talk about some more MLB with the Oakland A's potentially moving to Vegas. That will be, I don't know. That would be kind of cool. And then we'll wrap it up with um, some NBA. More specifically, we'll be talking about um, NBA polls, just like MVP, things like that. And then maybe talk a little bit about playoffs. Um, before we jump in to our MLB topics, uh, any news or anything that people want to bring up before we jump in? Yeah, well, I, I was so I have two things. I think one did this was a couple was a couple weeks old now, but did Sam ever decide on a soccer team officially? Was that yes? Or, I was going to ask. Was that official? Because like we gave you Charles' a, team is pretty is doing pretty well right now. Oh, we gave they're pretty um, they're doing pretty well. I could I could look really quickly. Well, Sam, we gave you a pretty long extension on your homework. Yeah, I know and you still don't even have it done yet. I'm lacking on my homework. Um, but we we have given you a long time. In your right, homework, bro. All right, Matt. all right, Matt. I'll give you a team. Uh, Guadalajara. Man, bro, that was... why are you going Mexican soccer? I, I just I like the name. It's it's sombrero. Bro, choose a choose a. That's fine, but choose like a and European one. Doesn't... Okay, okay. Um, this might take too long. I don't want to rush Sam. It, that's true. You are rushing perfection. First of all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. By next episode, this next on episode, Sunday, you gotta have one. Yeah, okay. You have to have episode, one, and it has yeah, to be European. Sure. Has to be European. Be Charles European. chose Brighton, and Loki, his pick, has been doing pretty well. Not gonna lie. Compared to compared to your reaction when I picked them, I think I would say they're doing pretty well. So, mm. yeah. Well, I didn't think they were gonna pop off like this, but actually, they're kind of one of the teams I like to follow now because you like them, and so I'm like, oh, this is kind of a fun Let's team go. to follow. Um, <laughs> I mean, so Sam, yeah, that is your homework. <laughs> Uh, and then my other thing real quick was, this was a, from last episode, Matt, did you ever research that big brain theory you came up with about the songs matching up with when the Mario games came out? Did you ever look into that and prove that? Uh, see, I I didn't look into I didn't oh, look into I didn't know that was something okay. I had to look into. But well, now no, that you I said just, it. I was curious. Yeah. Did you, did you no, know, Matt? No, no, oh. no. Now that, now that you say it, I'm actually probably going to look at it. Well, also, everyone knows I'm like doing finals, like my last big finals for college. So I've been trying to do that too. But after this podcast, after we record this, honestly, I might go through that because I forgot I had a big brain moment like that. You know what I'm you saying? Did, yeah. You had said, you had said, I might look into that. So that's why I asked. But we didn't assign in his homework, unlike Sam's assignment. So, <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, still okay. good. Yeah. You're still good. But hey, that would be big brain, like I said. So that is true. Sam, do you have any uh, you have any what? news for us before uh, before we go into our topics, bro? Oh no, um, 
no news, but apparently I didn't get the memo that uh, this is actually a formal podcast episode. <laughs> a la Charles's dress shirt is very nice, very sharp. Thank you, think, thank so. you. Kind of put, kind of puts Matt and I's uh, attire to shame. I'll say that, bro. I look professional every single time, so I'm okay. <laughs> okay, Matt. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just professionals like go out on a soccer field. That that goes yeah, 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 yeah. the topic too, but. I got I got a couple words for you, and I already said it before we started filming. Look good, talk good. <laughs> hey, there you <laughs> so, go. So yeah, there you go. I think he made it up. But... Well, let's move on from the intro and let's talk about our first topic. Sam says he has a lot to talk about this, but the Diamondbacks and Cardinals just finished up their series yesterday. It was a three-game series in St. Louis. It was uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And it was Diamondbacks versus Cardinals. So I think everyone knows on the podcast by now because we've talked about it a little bit. But I'm a huge Diamondbacks fan. And Charles actually is kind of a Diamondbacks fan as well. Just yeah, I'd say so. kind of what we've talked about and everything like that. Um, definitely not as big of a Diamondbacks fan as myself. And then obviously Sam Cookie is huge, like huge Cardinals fan. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit. But I want to hear Sam's thoughts kind of currently and how – his season has played out and then how that series played out. And I just want to hear his thoughts because he said he has a lot to talk about. So Sam, well, the floor is yours. Thank you. A, a lot might've been a bit of an overstatement, but um, Cardinals have not looked very bright so far in the season. Um, they are eight and 11, which is not terrible for a record to start the season, but it's the Cardinals. We usually are above 500 at all times we have pretty high expectations for ourselves as a team. I think um, the Diamondbacks stomped us like Matt was talking about. The Pirates stomped us, the Rockies, Brewers, Braves. The list goes on, dude. I don't think we've, I don't think we've won a series all season yet. We did actually win the series against the Blue Jays, but that was very, very, you beat, the, you beat the Rockies too, actually two one in the series. Oh so. yeah, that's true. You're, kinda, you're giving your discrediting your team a little more. I am discrediting my team solely because of our rotations now mm. our batting order is great nolan gorman uh arnado goldschmidt walker edmund newt bar they're all fantastic our whole rotation is hot garbage though um Ooh. pretty much everyone <laughs> everyone in this I, I hate to be bragged. So he said hot. He said hot garbage, bro. Hot That's garbage, what he said. <laughs> hot three words. Three words. That's all I have to say. But yeah, no, we're depending on a 42, 43 year old guy and Adam Wainwright to be one of the aces for our starting pitching. And I, I love Adam Wainwright, but he, I don't think he is the key if we want to be great this season. He is old. His his heater tops like seventy five miles an hour. It's probably something I could hit, and it just gets worse from there. And our bullpen is just as atrocious too. It looked okay last season, but we got rid of our main inning eating guy, uh, Jose Quintana, over the free agency. Um, he was a good arm for us. We let him go. I don't know why, but now our starting pitching looks kind of awful. And we signed Miles Michaels to an extension, and he's been terrible too. I I I want to give the Cardinals some love, but I'm sorry, I just can't. I I'm brutally honest with a lot of things, and even though they're my favorite baseball team, I have to be a little 
rash with them too. I know there's a lot of season ahead that they can improve on, but a lot of improvement needs to be done on the pitching side to make this turn out to be a successful team. So that's all I have to say. Oh man, I, I love when <laughs> Sam destroys his own teams. It's music <laughs> to my ears. Hey, you can't you, have... you can't really improve after you just you absolutely get like destroyed though. If you get destroyed, then it leaves more room to build back up even stronger. That's a good point. Yeah. So my my question, Sam, is you kind of talked about your season. How did you feel about well, do you want me to talk about kind of how I think the Dimeback season has gone, or should we just go into the series first and then I can talk about the Dimebacks? Um, you should talk about the Dimeback season first and then we can talk okay. about it. Yeah. Um and Charles, you can chime in. I don't know if you've been following Dimebacks. I know you, you kind of do just because you kind of like the team and stuff, but well yeah, let, let's actually, hear have you followed it at all? Yeah, I've actually I followed a little bit of the MLB. I've been mainly keeping up with scores, but I, I, I looked, you know, in preparation for this a little more into the statistics. And I, I wanted to say something real quick about the Cardinals, which, you know, Sam, like their offense looks, you know, crazy good. They're fourth right now in batting average, second on base percentage, you know, but, you know, only 11th in runs. So I don't know. I was trying to pull up the stat, but I don't know how good the runners in scoring position average has been. For the Cardinals, because with that high of average and on base percentage, you expect more runs. To be honest, but yeah, pitching has looked not not great. So, but yeah, Matt, you can go back to the Diamondbacks, and I'll I'll chime in yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So um, the Diamondbacks at the beginning of the season, um, from all the different analysts like Jeff Passan and I think Tyler Rosenthal and people like that. They kind of had the Diamondbacks as like a dark horse, like wild card playoff team, depending on, you know, if Corbin Carroll had a breakout year and some things fell their way, you know, kind of broke the right way. Um, and through the first, because uh, Diamondbacks have played 20 games, which I think is the most that anyone has played. Like, honestly, the Diamondbacks, I think, only had two off days, which is kind of wild. Um, but so they played 20 games already. Um, they're first in the NL West right now at 11 and 9. Um, honestly, they should be probably 12 and 8 or 13 and 7. Um, their bullpen still needs work. That's what we had issues with last year. Last year was bullpen, and we still have some bullpen. Um, today, we designated for assignment Madison Bumgarner. So, because he has an atrocious ERA, it's like 10.26. He is not the mad bum of San Francisco you know, that the Diamondbacks thought they were getting. And when we signed him four years ago, I wasn't really too excited about it because it seemed like he was kind of tailing off a little bit. It's not like we were getting like primes at Granky, like how he went from the Dodgers to the Diamondbacks, you know? Um, so when the season started, I was kind of like, oh, okay. But with the new pitch clock and the base running, the Diamondbacks actually are a very scary team just because we're super athletic. And to go with Charles' points about runners in the scoring position, batting average, stuff like that, the Diamondbacks, I believe, like 11th or 12th in the MLB with batting average. But with runners in scoring position, I think they're second or third. And that's what's really helped them. Uh, I know the first about week, we weren't really doing well with, like, scoring runs. But now, like, we can score consistently. Granted, the Cardinals... It yesterday's game I think was like fourteen to five or fourteen to four. I mean it was it was terrible. Um but like outside of that game, 
like we, we score a lot. And so I've honestly been pleasantly surprised. We, we start a four game series with the Padres this week, um, starting today through Sunday and Tatis comes back today. Um, so that'll be interesting to see, but honestly, like if you ask me 20 games into the season, so almost what is this? It's been what, two weeks, three weeks, something like that into the season. We're in first and we've only played, we've here are the teams we've played too, which I think is kind of crazy and something that I like and super excited about. We've played the, we played the Dodgers for eight games. We've played the Padres twice. We're about to play them for four more. So six. So six for Padres, six for Dodgers, three for um, Brewers, three for Cardinals, and then three for Marlins. Like basically only three games of that are non-playoff teams, which is the Marlins. So to be 11 and nine in a young team, to me, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. And Corbin Carroll has been as advertised. So I'm, I'm really happy about him. He's honestly, he's probably going to be my favorite player, I think, going forward. I, I really like him and I enjoy the way he plays. So that's what I think about the Diamondbacks right now. Well, okay. Yeah. So, you know, part-time Diamondbacks fan, I guess you could say here, but really it's just lack of baseball to this was the reason why, but yeah, the Diamondbacks, I mean, I guess my, my new favorite stat that I'm going to be going with is, you know, their average with runners in scoring position or how much you're actually getting those guys in. So if you compare their on-base percentage, which is at 304, which is 25th in the league. And then the Cardinals were like, what, almost 330, which is like second. Mm-hmm. So the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. are only like three runs behind them in total runs. And so that, you know, obviously shows, as Matt said, how they're – you said they're second. I don't know the exact stat, obviously, off the top of my head or anything. I didn't look into that. But it shows that they're scoring, in run, uh, they're scoring with runners in scoring position. So they're taking advantage of opportunities. And obviously, you know, Bumgarner has been, I looked at his stats after I saw that he got um, demoted and I saw, <laughs> I saw that 10 ERA and this, this is his fourth year. Yeah. In that contract and it just hasn't really panned out, but so mm-hmm. pitching is, like I said, not been great for the Diamondbacks, but it's really surprising to see when I looked at him, I was like, Oh, you know, I thought they were below 500 to be honest, because I hadn't checked in a, a little while and I knew they were right around there, but I was like, I didn't expect them to be 11 and eight and up two games. I know it's early, but up two games in the division. And I was like, really? They're first in the division because the NL West has been pretty bad off to a sluggish, you know, bad start so far. So it's been a, a surprise to see and I'm, I'm happy for them. So they're, like I said, they're taking advantage of the opportunities when they get them to score. I'm like the Cardinals who, while they're getting a lot of hits, it seems, they can't seem to maybe drive in as much as they could, you know. And I think I think the Cardinals have too much talent to not turn it around. Mm-hmm. I, of course, if your pitching rotation is going to be as bad as it is, it's going to be hard to overcome that. But the talent they have on offense and their defense in the field is – it's so, it's so good. I, I can't see the Cardinals not turning it around a little bit. And I still think – I know the Brewers are, are looking pretty good. Even the Cubs are a surprise, but – I think the Cardinals can still compete definitely for the NL Central, just to give you some hope, Hopefully. Sam. Yeah. But no. like I said, if that rotation doesn't improve or if it, you know, like Miles Michaelis has been really bad too. I yeah. saw that. And I mean, obviously Flaherty's oh. been okay, but like if that doesn't, you know, get better, because their batting average opposing opponents batting average is like 28th or whatever. So it's like basically 
almost dead last. If that doesn't get better, they're, it's going to be a long season. But I really hope – I mean, just from a, a sports fan, I really hope that that can get fixed because I really do like the talent that the Cardinals have. And I think that they really can make a run. So but. Yeah, no. Um, it'd be very bad to squander all the talent that we have. We have a really good farm system. And uh, on, on the optimistic side, we're only 20, 21 games into the season. The Cardinals are definitely a team to bounce back a bit. Uh, it's just left a really sour taste in my mouth, especially when I see like live games happen and Cardinals do the absolute worst job and they do everything they can to leave everyone on base. It's just so frustrating to watch. Thankfully, you know, Mad Bum, he came from the skies yesterday and actually helped us out. And it's just a blessing. But outside of that, yeah, that, Mad- that Madison Bumgarner came yeah. to pitch against you guys. Yeah. And then that's when the D-back said, we can't. Yeah, real quick, though, I, I said the Cardinals on base was around 330. I was wrong. It's actually 354. That's 50% above or 0.5% above the D-backs, for example, who have only three rest, less runs. So that shows you something right there. Wow. The Cardinals yes. should have a lot more runs than that than they have. But like I said, I think that'll fix itself. The offense I wouldn't be worried about. Yeah, no. no. You have veteran bats as well as like top prospects in the league. Right you can't really go wrong with them. You're not. Yeah, I've, li- I've liked how up. Jordan Walker looks too. Yeah, to you're not. That. You're not just going to give up on a guy like Paul Goldschmidt just since he's been kind of cold and Nolan Arenado. Like they're two of the best in the league. But yeah, Goldie's, I mean, don't Goldie's, give up on Goldie, bro. Goldie's batting three thirteen. What do you mean cold? Yeah, <laughs> he's batting three thirteen, man. What? Well, Goldie's not cold, bro. He, he bro, no one better. in this starting lineup is like above two sixty or below two sixty. Like that's right. really good. I, I know that is still really good, but he could do better, bro. Goldie, Goldie is stone cold. He's a stone cold killer. That's what he is, bro. Oh, you're right. There's there's just been some like uh, filthy strikeouts he's gone through. His you strikeout. Know, I do have to say, I was high. So we could you could lower that a bit. I do have to say the Goldschmidt trade from the Diamondbacks to the Cardinals was probably the most painful because Sam's a huge Cardinals fan, and everyone knows I'm not the biggest Cardinal fan. Like when they lose, it makes me happy. And so when we traded Goldschmidt <laughs> to you guys, I was like, bro, this is like basically trading Luke Skywalker to like the Empire. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, man, like what are we doing? But you know what I'm saying? It was still a little bit of a win for you guys. I don't think it was in the same trade for Goldschmidt, but we did give you guys Zach Gallon. It's like your, no, it's like your uh, ace. Um, we got Zach Gallon from the Marlins. Um, there was there is Sam's a really still good cold yeah. now. There, there, there is we, a really we, good pitcher. What, because wait. we traded um we traded Jazz Chisholm for Zach Gallon. Okay, I'll have to. I have to do a little research. I think we got. I think we got Merrill Kelly. I think from you guys or something like that. I, I think we did give you guys Merrill Kelly, and I'm pretty sure he was in the Goldie trade. But um, yeah, been two really big trades that are looming the Cardinals. I know. Uh, one, we we traded Sandy Alcantara to the Marlins. I know that that's bit mm-hmm. us so bad. We've also given you guys a really good pitcher too, though. It wasn't Merrill Kelly, so I'm gonna look really quick. Oh, Don't say Shelby him. Miller because that one freaking killed us. Shelby Miller went to the Braves oh, yeah, and then no. we traded Dansby Swanson. Uh, that was so dumb. Yeah, that was pretty bu- pretty bad. All right, Sam, you got the yeah. What's the intel? Um, yeah, if you just look up like Paul Goldschmidt trade, you'll probably see it all. Well, we did give you guys Luke Weaver 
in that Paul Goldman trade, but he's not that great even. Um, yeah, no, he's not. He's not even playing right now for yeah. us. I think he's on the IL. I think. I think he's on the injured list. I think. So I remember. Yeah, yeah. Sammy, tell me that the D-backs got a decent pitcher out of that trade with you guys for Goldschmidt. I'm pretty sure you told me that like a couple of years ago, but um, I don't know. who knows? Maybe Sam was just. Maybe Sam was just. He was solid. I mean, he was solid. He wasn't terrible. He was a pretty good like any eater. Let's just say I was sad, and if we would have kept Goldschmidt, that would be so nice. Like, think about having goalie on this young team right now. That would be so nice. Yeah, no, he's definitely – we're we're definitely very happy to have him. And to have an MB, MVP season like he did last year was amazing. It's too bad that we were kind mm-hmm. of squandering his talent with being, like, wildcard busts at best. But we, so thankfully, we still have a, a few more years with him, and he's been amazing for us, so – yeah, well, and it looks like we've already spent over a lot of time talking about this, but I think that's okay. I just want to hear a couple of thoughts about what you thought about the Diamondbacks and Cardinal series. I think the stats we brought up, I think, kind of encapsulated the series. Like, we had good starting pitching. Zach Gallen basically just dealt through you guys, and I love Zach Gallen. Um but with runners in scoring position, we were really good, whereas you guys kind of squandered it. And honestly, I was surprised that we took two out of three from the Cardinals because obviously the Cardinals are one of the best teams in baseball like every year. Like, I don't think you had a losing season since what? 2003? 2007. Wow, that's yeah, actually really yeah, 2007. 2007. Right? So that's super impressive, right? So I don't know. To me, I was just happy about that. That's my thoughts on the series. Like, I'm just happy that the Diamondbacks aren't, like, a pushover team. You know what I'm saying? We're not like the Rockies or anything like that, so. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it might have been – Carson Kelly's pretty good, right? Is Carson He's a catcher, though. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I got, like, Zach Gallon from my, in my head from, but um, – no, Luke Weaver, Carson Kelly, Andy Young, and a, a future draft pick, I think 2024 draft pick for Goldschmidt. Um, yeah, Carson Kelly was a good pickup for us. He was a good, He's yeah. been a good catcher. So, he, he's But good. Zach Gallon came he's from solid. the Marlins. We traded Jazz Chisholm for Zach Gallon, and honestly, that's probably been probably one of the most fair trades because Jazz has been probably one of the better shortstops in the league, whereas mm-hmm. Zach Gallon has become like – a really good starting pitcher. So, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I know we we probably should have to move on, but I'm gonna keep doing a little research on this and see if I can find an answer. Yeah, I'll give my. Yeah, that quick, sounds good. Uh, I'll give my quick series thoughts. I mean, Diamondbacks played better than I thought, and they escaped the game two. They almost blew it in the ninth, but we would have just 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 hold out. Had enough of the lead to to hold out. It was eight four. Gave up three in the ninth, but. Like I said, they were able to hold it off. And yeah, I mean, I think the Cardinals, fi- I mean, of course, it was Bumgarner, but I think they finally, you know, showed their, like, what, you know, maybe how it's been a frustrating season, how they took it out in game three, scoring 14 runs, you know, and multiple home runs. And like I said, I know it was Bumgarner, but I think they kind of let up or showed that, you know, had some pent up frustration and let it out in that game and crushed the Diamondbacks. So I think, I, obviously, I think they're a better team still. But we're not going to complain that they stole that series from them. So 
You can you yeah. can say that now, Matt, to Sam on the pod. You'd be like, remember when the D-backs beat the Cardinals in the series earlier this year? Okay, we play one more time, but in Phoenix, but I forget when. But Yeah, in Arizona. Yeah. Well, until then, you can brag that the D-backs, you know, won the series so far, yeah. so. We well, played a and, we played a future series in July, so not not too far from now. July, you guys might have to make a little bet on that. That'd be kind of fun. That would be fun. That would oh, be bless fun. you. We might have to. If the Diamondbacks are crap, I might not. But <laughs> we'll <laughs> if see. They, if they we keep up see. this pace, I think Matt would be willing to do it. Yeah, I mean they're a fun team. But speaking of uh, kind of the desert and teams maybe looking not very good. Let's move on to the Oakland A's because there's a lot of turmoil in that organization and some news. Mm-hmm. So recently, there's been stories that have come out that like places like Salt Lake City and Portland um, and a couple of these other cities are wanting um, an MLB team, and a lot of them are looking more for like a like a new franchise, so an expansion team. Where um, I mean, obviously, they wouldn't be opposed to like having like a new team, right? You know, like come in or like move. But what's interesting is within the past couple of days, specifically more yesterday and this morning, it has been reported that the Oakland A's have bought some land just north of the Las Vegas Strip and potentially could be moving from Oakland to Vegas. So with that being said, I want to know what are people's thoughts on Oakland moving to Vegas and if we think Vegas is a good and viable option for a baseball team or if there's already too many teams there. So anyone can give their thoughts. Um, so yeah, let's start with someone because I definitely have thoughts, but I don't want to talk the whole time. So, all right, I'll, I'll go first. So I can get mine. You just saw that Sam talk more. He probably has more insight. Yeah, obviously, okay. you know, what is it? it what's his name? Uh, Dave Cobb or Cabell. Cavill, however you say it. I'm going to say Cavell. He told the the Las Vegas Review Journal $1.5 billion, 35,000-seat stadium with a retractable roof would be built on the site. So pretty much sealing the deal right there. Do I think Vegas would be a good site? I feel like Vegas – okay, so I – when you kind of think about it just from, like, outside perspective, you kind of think, like, Vegas would be one of those cities where you – don't want a team to go because I feel like, you know, Vegas, it's very popular city for tourists. A lot of people go there, obviously, for the nightlife and there's all that, you know, that goes on and gambling. It's it's a, you know, sin city, as it's called. And you'd think maybe like a sports team being there, it's like, you know, kind of just be there. And yes, like the city is, you know, a big time city and it attracts a lot, you know, market. But like, for sports, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't think that fit there. But like, when you kind of look more into it, you realize obviously a lot of sports betting is very prominent in, in Las Vegas as well. And from now, obviously, the Las Vegas Kings, correct, in hockey, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, the Raiders have just moved there. From what I have seen, there actually is a lot of passion for the Las Vegas teams. And there's actually good, mm-hmm. good fans, like, the fans there, you know, support their team like very well. They're very good to their team. So I actually, Las Vegas is a lot better of a city than I originally thought it would be for sports teams. And so I think baseball, I, I think, you know, especially being close to the strip, I think the, well, Oakland Athletics as they are right now, I think that could be very good for them. So I actually like the move in terms of where other cities could potentially 
you know, be like the, the city for them. I think Las Vegas is probably the best option. And so I like it. Like I said, the, the fans are better than I thought in terms of supporting the team there. So I'm, I'm in, you know, Las Vegas, you're, you're probably going to get a lot of attraction there. So yeah. no, I, I agree completely. Um, before I say anything, I, I want to correct ourselves. I think you said it first, Charles, uh, Las Vegas Kings is a hockey team. Uh, that's wrong. The Knights. 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 Yeah. That's, I, I it's the Los All Angeles right. Kings and then uh, yeah, yeah. Vegas, Vegas Knights. Golden Sorry. Knights. All right. Yeah. No, thank yeah. you for the correction. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want I don't want our viewers to get any misinformation from us. So <laughs> I had to make sure of that. But no, um, I think this is the perfect move. It's definitely been long awaited. Um, apparently, the A's have been in discussions for 20 years, 20 years plus yeah. on um, potential moving spots for the Oakland A's. Attendance has just been terrible in Oakland. Um, it's been ridiculously bad for at least the past five years. The Coliseum is by far the worst stadium in baseball, I think, um, outside of the Trop and Tropicana Field. Um, that's pretty bad, too, but... Um, Kind of sad for Oakland's fans. All of their all of their like favorite sports teams are moving away. First was the Raiders. Now it was the A's. I, I kind of feel bad for them in a way, but um they also kind of want a move happening. Um yeah, I don't know. I want to try to make it out to the Coliseum though before they just completely stop because the A's are the last team in that stadium. And even though it's god awful, it, it's kind of beautiful in a way. I want to like explore it, you know, it's a giant stadium and it's going to be completely empty in a few years. And um, I'm pretty sure you could get lower, you could just go to lower bowl. No one would care, Sam. (laughs) Oh, no. Like there's no security. You don't think that tours. Oh, I bet you they're just happy. Someone's coming. I'm sure like, Hey, (laughs) use any seat you want. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah. Imagine like, this is like years beyond after the A's move out. They're just happy to see if anyone would want to even go in the Coliseum. It's basically like how like movie theaters used to be. You just buy the ticket and then you have to oh, yeah. show up there early just to find find a good seat, you know. So like that, a reserved seat. Yeah, you know? they, they just let you walk around and do whatever you want. Yeah, but exactly. They I think there are rumors that this might actually be uh the last season that the A's play in the Oakland Coliseum, what they would do until the new stadium is built in Las Vegas is they would play for the triple A affiliate team, I believe. Um they would play there for probably a couple of years until the new stadium is going to be built and they would just chill there. Kind of like how the Blue Jays, what the Blue Jays did during the COVID season um, when they couldn't actually play in Canada. So they were with the um, Durham Bulls, I believe. And it was a very small little stadium, but it worked for them. And with how the attendance issues are going with um, the A's right now, they would be perfectly fine fitting everyone into a, a Nine thousand seat stadium for the Triple A team, so I think it'll work out. Honestly, I think there's more tenants at the Springfield Cardinals games than there are at the Oakland A's games. Maybe, maybe you might be right about that. Hey, the Springfield Cardinals do a good job, man, with their. No, they do. No, Springfield Cardinals is a way fun. It's way fun. Like honestly, I love going there. Like there's a Triple A team here, and and um. Salt Lake, it's called the Bees, and and they're for the Angels. And mm-hmm. honestly, their stadium mm-hmm. is crap compared to like Hammonds Field. Hammonds Field. Yeah. Hammonds Field is oh, so nice, dude. Field. Yeah, I think they're actually going to get a name change soon because the city of Springfield actually bought the stadium 
And um, yeah, that's what I saw. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Adam Wainwright, that old man, which I love, which is on the Cardinals, he actually had a rehab start um, yesterday, which was Wednesday for future. Oh, you didn't go? No. It was in the middle of the day and I had to work. So, right about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's actually going to make another start someday in Springfield. I'll have to keep my eyes peeled for that and see if I can make it out to it. Might have to take all along with me. Well, you just get a ticket, bro. Real quick. Well, while we're talking about real quick, then Matt, you can go into the actual topic. But there is, I think it's May 3rd or something, or May 5th. It's on that Saturday. I think it's right after you leave, unfortunately, Matt. But I it doesn't say on the website for sure, but I'm guessing first 2,000 fans, you get a voucher for two St. Louis Cardinals tickets for a game this season. Was it? At the Springfield game. So... I- and I think um, it's two free tickets to Springfield Cardinals game. No, it says St. Louis on the website. So is it? I'll have to do some. Yeah. Music. So like two free tickets to Bush Stadium. Hmm. That'd, that'd be, be that'd good. be pretty cool. Yeah. That, that would be pretty I, cool. You should definitely look into that. I'm yeah, I'm thinking about going as well. Yeah. Op and I are. So nice. So then yeah. you can get four free tickets. Exactly. Exactly. And then sell them. Easy profit. Well, you can. <laughs> which yeah, means then. Wanted, which yeah. means then I could I could show up in St. Louis and be like, hey, what's up? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Colin sick. Colin sick. Okay. Like, hey, we're he's actually in St. Louis showing out with us. Yeah. Um, just my quick thoughts on Oakland before we get into the NBA. Um, I agree with uh Charles and Sam. Um, honestly, the Golden Knights have been like a great team for Vegas. They're like Vegas's team and they've been good. So that's also helped as well. But I think having something to do in the summer in Vegas would be great. Just think about it. You have fall, you have the Raiders, and then winter, spring is hockey. But then there's no summer. You know, I mean, granted, there's summer league basketball and stuff, but like there's no summer team in Vegas. And now you bring a baseball team there that goes all throughout. Like, that's great. You know, and then granted, the retractable roof isn't a necessary need because it's like a hundred plus in Vegas in the summer, you know. But then think about playing base, uh, playoff baseball in Vegas in October. That sounds amazing, you know. So I think it's a great move. Uh, it kind of sucks that Oakland is going to leave, right? Because you know Oakland kind of has lost all their teams. But on the, the day, it is a business, and if you're not making money, then you have to leave, and that's kind of what happens. So. Mm-hmm. To me, I feel like it's a good move, um, and I think we all agree on that, and I yeah. think we can kind of move so, on. Real quick, topic. No, one last thing. So I oh, just want okay. to ask you two. So you know how, obviously, they're thinking about you know the expansion, Salt Lake City, Portland. Mm-hmm. There's another one I can't remember off the top of my head. might have been in Tennessee, but anyways. So, and, you know, they would expand to 32 teams. How would the divisions work then? Because then you would have – you know, if you had two more teams, that's like two divisions would have five, so or six, six. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. like, what do you guys think, real quick? Would that get reshaped? How would that get reshaped? You know, I think that would um, it would definitely go with the NFL route to where they have the uh, east, west, south, and uh, north central. <laughs> so they would probably yeah, take or, you know, yeah, take yeah, one yeah. of them away, and move them to another. Yeah, yeah, take one team away, have. Have to create a whole new uh, division. Okay, oh, that's good. what I was. I was just curious, and I'm like, I wonder how that. Yeah, because like for 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 like, so let's say the Pacific Division, I bet you they keep it 
Dodgers, Giants, Arizona, and then they either probably put you could put either Vegas or um, Colorado in there, or or San Diego. Oh yeah, sorry. You probably keep all the California teams and then have Arizona in there because they're all super close. Well, Arizona is not a California team, but yeah. Well, I know that. I'm just saying, like, they're the closest ones to California, Sam. <laughs> I, I, mm. I'm just curious. Yeah, maybe we could right. do a whole like if they do that, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and do the MLB's homework for them and make the new divisions based off you know where we think the teams should be moved. So, yeah. well, once it's announced, we can yeah. do it. Yeah. So, all right. But anyways, yeah, I was just curious. So let's now move on to the NBA and. Guys, we're our, we're like ten minutes from the episode being done. Like this is okay. crazy. We'll, so we'll, we'll get this. We gotta get we'll continue. This we'll get it. Um. So basically, what we're gonna talk about now is just some of the NBA kind of awards that have been handed out and what's been happening. Um. We'll let Charles lead on this one and okay. kind of explain to us yes. what um what your thoughts are. So well, this is technically I'm sure people have seen this by now, but it was the Athletic who created. They, I think it was 108 uh, NBA players, anonymous, obviously, uh, for sure, one from every team. That's a guarantee. And they asked them for their vote on certain things, such as MVP, the best defender, most overrated. And obviously, there's been some quotes, and it's kind of taken a little bit of buzz on social media with some of the stuff. So we're just going to go through those real quick and give quick thoughts. So starting with MVP. For 102 votes, half of them voted for Joel Embiid, pretty much a runaway. Jokic got like 25.5, Giannis 15. So we kind of, do we all expect Joel to win MVP, to be honest? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think he's played the best. Um, yeah. And I think what hurt Jokic is down the stretch, Denver looked pretty terrible and he kind of took some games off. So to me, I feel like that's mm-hmm. where Embiid won. Yeah. So I believe what the next one that pulled up was the best defender in the league. And for a lot of the, well, first let me just say also, I forgot to mention this. I really like how they did this because when you have NBA players do this, I feel like you get a good sense of things and I like to see what they're thinking and it's their own peers kind of roasting each other in a way. So, but anyways, the best defender, there was a bunch of a category called other, which technically had the most percentage but the other includes like 20 guys. So this guy got the most single-handedly, and it was actually Drew Holiday. Surprisingly, surprisingly, he got best defender. So but, um, I think it was about 16%. Right. And then who and then was it uh Jaron Jackson? Was he second or something? Yeah. I yes, I believe so. JJJ. I think he got kind of snubbed though. I I would have picked him for best defender. Who got snubbed? Well, in real life, he did get picked. But honestly, to me, right. I feel like Drew Holiday is a better defender. Well, like, yeah. And the reason why I think this, and I think Bill Simmons made a great point about this. He said for him, a good characteristic is, is the minutes he play. And you look at it, Jaron Jackson plays between 28 to 30 minutes a game just because he fouls out. He fouls a lot. And when it comes to defending, you want your defender on the floor and he's not there sometimes when you need him to be there. Whereas, like, Drew Holiday, oh, my gosh. As a Suns fan, like, and I'm speaking as a Suns fan, I freaking hate that man, even though I love him. Like, he is a guy that I would love on my team. 
Like, he is awesome. He scores. He does everything right. He's a great defender. But when you're playing against him, you're like, bro, please don't be a good defender. You know what I'm saying? I realized how good he was as a defender the Olympics. That's when I realized that Drew Holiday can really defend. And I was like, wow, he's a lot better than I thought. Because his offense is hit or miss a lot of times. But, yeah. And I was actually looking at the wrong thing because Drew Holiday actually won two of these polls. I was looking at the one, the other one he won. He actually, for defense, he got 28% of the votes. And then uh, Dort from the Thunder, I really don't want to pronounce his first name because I know I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, Lou Gaines? Yeah, Lou Gaines, Dort got 11%. He was second. Jaron Jackson was like ninth. He got 4%. So it was actually uh, Drew Holiday by a long shot. All right, next one. You're building a roster from scratch. Who are you going to sign first? What do you guys think they voted? Yeah, this one is very overwhelming. You think Giannis? What do you think, Giannis. Sam? Hmm. Who would you sign first? Like anyone in the league? Yeah, if you're building from scratch, a roster Steph. from scratch. Steph. Well, it was Giannis with 52%. Wasn't even close. Not even close. This one was a huge blowout. So, I mean, okay. second place was Yogic with 87 so yeah, I, I agree with that though. Giannis is a Greek freak. I yeah. mean, I would anyone would love Giannis. So I I agree with yeah. that. 100%. Anyone now? <laughs> anyone? Yeah, including you, Sam. Anyone? Yeah, you including you, Sam. Dang, you would love Giannis. He's the second best Greek freak in my book, but that's all right. Oh, we don't. Get, who, please don't even go there. Don't even. Who's go the there. first Greek freak? Who's the first <laughs> Greek freak? Don't even. Go uh, there's a little known guy, George Karloftis. Uh, we drafted him. <laughs> oh my season. Gosh. He actually won us a Super Bowl, so that was pretty cool. Giannis did win. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he won you the Super Bowl as the like the 110th. Uh, ranked uh, defensive end out of 120 qualified. So he really did. Yeah, he did his part. He, he really did ball out for us. Yeah. By the way, it's 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 Georgius. You didn't even know his name. It's Georgius. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Georgius. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, all right, moving on from that. Most overrated player. And so this one only got 54 votes, and the others had like a hundred and plus. So you can tell people didn't really want to answer this. Overrated player. This is where it gets fun. Now, technically, other category won at 31%, which is a bunch of dudes like there's <laughs> some of them include DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> Patrick Beverly, Devin Booker, <laughs> the Grizzlies <laughs> in quotation marks, Tobias Harris, yeah. you know, just a Duncan Robinson, <laughs> just a bunch of funny names. I, um, I want to know who put. I want to know who. I want to know who put Devin Booker's overrated. Okay, so any <laughs> probably his own teammates, Zion Williamson. It's just it's so funny, but. Technically, the number one guy at 14% was Trey Young. And honestly, I agree. I think Trey Young has been overrated for the past couple of years now. Way too many shots for his efficiency numbers. So, <laughs> yeah, I totally ice Trey is more like lukewarm Trey, as Sam and I like to call Joe Burr <laughs> when he throws a bad pass, Joe lukewarm. So, he, yeah, ice Trey gets the same treatment. <laughs> He was he was definitely ice tray. Um, I believe his rookie season when they went. No, it was the it was a COVID year, right? It was the year time. It was after no, when no. they went up, yeah, against the Bucks, and they made the Easter Conference Finals. <laughs> yeah, ever since then, it's been downhill for him for sure. Yeah, no, oh. feel bad for him and his lollipop hairstyle, but so, sorry, sorry, and lollipop also, in the carpet hairstyle. Also, the <laughs> I had that one ready, bro. I had quote, that one ready. The quotes are like the best part. I, I also named some of the players, but the quotes, which you guys have probably seen because they've been on post. Rudy Gobert. To me, it's like he blocks shots. What else is he really doing? He's seven three, and then someone, 
someone for Tristan Thompson said someone like him has made a whole career out of playing with LeBron. <laughs> and I'm like, how is he even considered like overrated? I feel like it's not even like that that good. So people mm-hmm. don't even think that. And then this is the funniest <laughs> one. And um, this is PG. Uh, this there's a uh more uh vulgar version of this word. Dang, I hate to say that. A player who voted for Chris Paul. <laughs> that's just all the quote is. Just dang, I hate yeah. to say that. That's all the quote is. There's like no context. Person, a person who voted for Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so someone voted for Chris Paul? He actually has. He's tied for six with three point seven percent. It's pretty good. <laughs> Dude, it's so, it's so funny. Austin Reese has 3.7% too, I just realized. Oh, my God. Bro, that's a total meme vote. <laughs> so would you funny. Vote for Austin Reese? That's a LeBron Bro, vote. I wish, yeah, outside I wish, of, like, satire, why would you vote for Austin Oh, my Reese? gosh. Oh, I wish that was – I wish I wish that vote was, like, required and mandatory by all the players. That'd be so funny. But honestly, though, that might hurt some people's confidence or feelings and stuff. So I get it, but no, it's, it's not, funny. I, that's what I'm saying. Like you're, you know, like Trey Young and stuff. It's like, man, 14% go to me. That's what my peers think. Like that's got to sting a little. Yeah. All right. Underrated. Drew Holiday also won this one. That's the first one I, I had mentioned. He got 17%. Mm-hmm. Shea got sure. 11. Hey, yeah. Matt, you're going to appreciate this one. Mikhail got 8.2. No, 5.2 yes. in third. So yes. yes. Third best. That's my guy. So. And then there's just a bunch of dudes, just a hodgepodge of guys. Chris Milton's on there. I don't know how, honestly. Austin Reeves is on there too, so he's overrated and underrated. Yeah, he's overrated yeah. and underrated. <laughs> and then um, Giannis is on there as like at the very bottom, and there's just a whole bunch of dudes. It's just yeah. All right. Anyways, real quick for Matt and I, even when Mikel Bridges in parentheses was in Phoenix, he was always capable of ringing off his own runs. He was still always that prolific score that he's showing now. He just has more opportunities to show it now. So shout out Mikhail. Matt well and I are happy about that. It's yeah. true. They just did a, a story today on ESPN about yeah. Mikhail Bridges and stuff. And honestly, that story made me cry a little bit inside because it talks about how like Monty Williams and the Suns, like they all like it said that Monty, that was like the first time he'd ever tr- cried because of a trade. Because not only did they trade away Bridges, but also Cam Johnson. Um, and honestly, that's how I think all of us Phoenix Suns fans feel as well. Like, yeah, we're happy to have KD, but like, we love Mikel, we love Cam Johnson. Like, if if we both could get them back in free agency, like, we would do it in a heartbeat, like 100%, like, no questions asked, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I really like Mikel, but I'm happy he's doing well. But Me now, too. this next one, the GOAT, 58% voted for this man. Sam, who do you think yes, it is? Yes, sir, bro. I know who it is already. What do you think about... Okay, so Michael the Jordan got 58% right. yeah. out of 103 votes. LeBron got 33. Do you think that's too high, Sam, or too low? No, I think it's fair. Honestly. Oh, it's fair. Like okay. it, For a real answer, um, I would... Yeah, I think it'd be fair. Jordan, around 60%. LeBron, around 10%. Well, 30%. Well, I, maybe... I don't no, think no, it no. is... I don't think you really... <laughs> Maybe you have more to say. Sorry, it just came out of me. But um, ten percent, I'd maybe give to like Bill Russell or maybe even Kareem. He, he got two percent. Kobe got six percent, and then this that's that's this a little blows high. me away. This, this, this blows me away. I didn't realize this until right now. <laughs> Somehow, there's a fifth guy on here who got a vote. And I 
don't know how he made it on here. You'll never guess him, I feel like. So I'm just going to tell you. Apparently, someone or two people voted for Tracy McGrady. As oh, the yes. player of all time. That. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Yeah, there's no way. Who voted for him? Oh, my gosh. And then there's like just least in the league you'd want to fight. You know, James Johnson was like number one, Stephen Adams, whatever. Udonis Haslam. Mm. That was just like a fun one. Giannis got a vote. Let's go. I don't see any votes for Devin Booker. So, ooh. For what? To, uh, that people would least want to fight. So they do want to fight him. Oh. I mean, he talks about your boy. Yeah. Worst re- worst, what arena has the worst fans? The Hornets. And then the Pistons, and then the Wizards, and the Jazz also too. Matt, you experienced that at all? Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude, the Jazz suck. I freaking hate their fans, dude. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. The best fans: the Celtics at eighteen percent, the Kings at twelve, and then the Warriors and Knicks are tied, and then just goes Ooh. on from there. The Suns and Bucks <laughs> are like at the bottom of that list, but at least they're not the worst. So, oh, I'm guess, surprised because yeah. everyone said that. A lot of NBA pundits, too, when they went on their finals run, they said that they really enjoyed being in the Suns Arena and said they have probably the best atmosphere. So maybe yeah. maybe they just – maybe they don't like playing there. You know what I'm saying? You know, like yeah. – it, it, To me, it's like what, what qualifies as like the best fans, like if you're an opposing player, you know? Yeah. But, no, I get it. We just That's have a couple cool. more, and then we're we're done. Which current coach, aside from him, would you want to play most? Want to play for Greg Popovich? One twenty five percent. Steve Kerr got thirteen. Spolstra got nine percent. Ty Lue got eight percent. Mike Boonholzer didn't even get his own category, which is kind of. Did Monty Williams make it? Monty Williams did make it at four percent. He's like fifth. Should be higher, to be honest, but that's okay. Hey, that's pretty good, though. It is pretty good. Chauncey Billups is like basically what he got though, which I don't know how, but that's okay. Anyways, all right. I think there's oh oh which which current coach aside from your own would you least want to play for? Only 55 votes again, so people are a little scared. Tom Thibodeau with 43% running away with it. The Knicks current <laughs> coach. Let's go. So ouch. Ouch. Yeah. There's a couple other guys, Jason Kidd's on there, Doc Rivers, uh, Steve Clifford, <laughs> Quinn Snyder. <laughs> All right, and then I think this is the last one, last one. Who talks the most trash on the court? This was basically a two-way race, right around 25%, with Draymond Green and Patrick Beverly. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, yeah. and easy. then Dylan Brooks is up there, and then Devin Booker mm-hmm. is at 7.1% as well. Yeah. So. And then yeah. the Memphis kids in quotation marks are a category too. So <laughs> the Memphis kids. <laughs> That's awesome. And then there's there's That's a awesome. quote real quick as well. There's just one quote that says Pat Bev doesn't stop. And then there's another quote about <laughs> D book, Matt, that I had to include this in here. If Devin Booker has it going, he'll start chirping, but he's not loud. So oh. throwing some shot there. Throwing That's some a shade little, there. Yeah. That's a it's a little blow. I told Sam this I mean, in our, our episode. I think Book's a little bit of a, a, a fake tough guy, not going to lie. So I agree. I agree. Just a little. I think he's a little bit, yeah. I got to be honest. He hasn't sold us on actually being a good basketball player yet. <laughs> <laughs> what is blasphemous, Sam? What is blasphemous? 
<laughs> oh man, this poll is great. But yeah, would you want to say something, Matt? Um, I think Devin Booger can be a little soft sometimes, but when he has it going, you can definitely tell yeah. he's chirping. <laughs> yeah, Woo, we got through it, man. That that was that was a great poll. <laughs> uh, the overrated players is so funny. There's like I think that poll, that poll is pretty fun. That was pretty fun. There's like 40 guys on the overrated players poll that all got like a vote. It's just so funny. Uh, all right, well, yeah, I think that's it though. We we made it over time again, but that's okay. Hey, hey. our view- viewers, you're gonna love it. You love our episodes. We know you love it. <laughs> We're excited. Yeah, same one this with a an outro. Me. Yeah. He hit everyone with an outro. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Well. <clears throat> Thank you guys for watching. What was that? That was me clearing my throat. And getting all the D bot, D book, and LeBron hate out of my mouth. Well, that two least favorite D bot. Whoa, 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 whoa! D book and LeBum are your two least favorite players. Yeah, my top two. Why? Wait, why D book? Because he's. I don't know. I like Patrick Beverly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that, that doesn't answer the question. Why do you not like D Book, Sam? He got, I he like got Patrick dist- Beverly. He got what? destroyed by the Raptors uh freaking mascot. Oh, the mascot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, that was so funny. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway. All right. Sorry. Sorry, was, Sam. Keep going. I, I I'll just say I was tasked with giving it the outro, so I'll do that. But <laughs> thank you guys for watching. Um, this is Sam Cookie, Medi B, H Double, tuning in yet again. Um, this was episode eight of the podcast. I always get it wrong. Episode nine. It's nine. Podcast. Thank you. For, thank you guys for tuning in. To be determined. Um, next week is our set date to have a new name branding in, so you won't have to hear us keep what? saying TBD it's set. It's set. It's set. Okay, I've set it's it. set then. All right. I've laid it out okay. on stone. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's set. We've been we've been playing around for too long. We gotta get it going. No more TBD. Thank you guys for watching though. We will tune in uh next time. Uh follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever. <laughs> Only fans. Wait, what? We don't even Whoa. have a Facebook or a Twitter, yeah, but yeah, okay. Yeah. We don't even have one. But oh my goodness. Fine. Yes. Bro, what do you mean, bro? Everyone wants to see your face, Sam Cookie. The, no, I don't. I don't think that's true. I will actually tune everyone out if that is the case. But um, oh, follow us on the real socials though. Instagram, yes. Thank you guys for watching. Though, all right, I'm, I'm just gonna end it here. All right, yeah. bye. <laughs> Please leave. Okay, <laughs> yes, peace.